Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, oh it's a cracker, it really is. I sit down with Adam Lazara of Taking Back Sunday and you're in for a treat. I mean he's an absolute delight uh, as you are about to find out if you don't know uh, already. Um, and before we get on with that delightful natter, a few thank yous. Big thanks to Scroobius Pip, um, the, the podfather himself, for um, opening the doors to, to podcasting for me and, uh, and supporting me by putting it on his Distraction Pieces network. So, so big love to Pip. Um, go check out um, the very first episode of this podcast. Over 500 episodes ago was with Mr. Scroobius Pip. You want to hear me sounding nervous? Go and listen to that episode. I mean, he's been back on a few times since, and uh, but go check that out. Um... Big thanks to the Blue Murder Club podcast. It's the team over there that produced this podcast. Go check them out. If you like your true crime, um, go give it a listen. And you might even recognize some of the guests they've had on because uh, a few of them have been on this very podcast. Um, biggest thanks always go to you lot for listening, supporting, loving, retweeting, sharing, um, liking, all the uh, all the stuff that you do. Um, all helps. And, and yeah, and if you want to get the word out there, and support this podcast there's loads of ways in which you can do it let me tell you nudge your mate and go there's this like old guy in essex with like a bit of a lisp and uh he's a bit of a music nerd and he loves chatting to to musicians and actors and djs and producers about records so that's one way you can do it um i'm on instagram facebook and uh x as it's now called and uh you can give us a, a follow over there and uh, other than that, you can subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. But the thing I want to nudge you about is my Patreon. Oh, God, he's banging on about Patreon again. Yes, I am. And uh, and I'll tell you why. Because he's cheap as chips. I'm very aware we're in a you know we're in tough times at the moment. There's a cost of living crisis and such. So that's why, you know, if you look at most people's Patreons, it's generally sort of a tenner. Um, mine's a quid. And, uh, and and for that quid, which, uh, well, it's not even a quid, it's a dollar. So it's less than a quid. Um, you get access to hundreds and hundreds of radio shows. Um, you get access to unreleased episodes. You get loads of playlists and mixtapes. Um, you also uh, get to watch all the episodes because I put the videos up over there. So if you like to watch your pods uh, and see my beautiful guests and my ugly mug, you can do that over on Patreon. And uh, and the other thing is me, me once a month live show, which I do over Zoom. 
Um, and I know a lot of you are bored of Zoom because you know, we're not locked down anymore. But it just means that, well, you haven't got to get off your ass and, and venture into London to uh, to watch a, a live show of Off The Beaten Track. And not only do you watch it, you get involved. Because, I mean, I'm actually doing one tonight. And uh, we're doing essential albums. And so you'll come along and you'll think of some records that you want to talk about. And we have a big, lovely chat. It's not a, a snobby thing. It's not like a, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, it was uh, uh, this uh, obscure Leonard Cohen B-side. Uh, there's, there's none of that. Uh, we just talk about funny records, things that, you know, we're slightly embarrassed about now. And we just talk about nostalgia and, and just the memories and, and emotions that are attached to to records and such. And uh, it's such a lovely little thing. It's only an hour and we do it once a month. And there's such a, a smashing bunch of people over there. And I'd love for uh, for more years to, to, to come along to that. Um, and you can find out about that at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash off the beat and track. Uh, anything you need to know about the podcast, just head to the website because uh, it's a really simple one-page website and it's just got big, colourful links to everything you need to know and that website address is off the beat and not beaten off the beat and track podcast.com also hello first time listeners how are you um you you're, you're late to this party but that's fine that's fine we're, we're a lovely bunch here and uh if you've just joined for the first time to listen to today's chat with adam then welcome um, I should say you're in for a treat for your first episode, but once you've got to the end of this episode, I'll tell you where the treat is as well. The archive, over 500 episodes. And if you like your rock music, you can hear me talking to the Foo Fighters, you can hear me talking to Motley Crue, uh, Enter Shikari, Papa Roach, Mastodon, Judas Priest. Um, gosh, what other rockers have I had on? I'm trying to think. Bloody hundreds. Um... So uh, so go check out the archive. If you like your Indish Mindy stuff, then uh, the Killers, the Kaiser Chiefs, um, the Kooks. Uh, any more beginning with K? Um, I'm not sure. Um, and then also I've had the likes of Fatboy Slim. Um, other big sort of uh, DJ producers, Fed Grand, I've had on. Uh, if you like... Uh, your 90s stuff, then uh, go check out my chat with Charlene Spateri. Um, I had a great chat with Gary Kemp of, um, of Spandau Ballet. That's available to be enjoyed. Um, Richie Ramone, if you like your punk rock, go check out my chat with Richie Ramone. I mean, what a, what a fella that is. We talk no effects on this uh, episode as well. Go check out my uh, my episode I've done with no effects. That's uh, available now. There's hundreds. Just go and have a, a, a big old sort of mooch about in the archives, and they're all there to be enjoyed for free. Let's get on with the good stuff. Please enjoy today's episode of Off the Beaten Track podcast with Adam Lazara of Taking Back Sunday. It's Off The Beat & Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, stew with him. Okay, we are recording. Adam, how are you today? Good, good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm all right. It's an absolute pleasure, mate. I'm, I mean, I'm sitting in a little shed at the end of my garden and it's absolutely chucking oh it down with rain. It looks amazing where I, you are. Where's that? Oh, I li- I'm I'm on the back deck. Um, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, 
the man the thing it's funny because we've been like for the longest time we've been in this house about two years and 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 uh and i keep like okay i need to have a space where i can be loud and do my thing you know and uh so i've been looking up um you know like what are my options because it's so expensive to build anything right now like i don't even know so um but i love how you guys like a, like a lot of the plans and like a lot of the resources I was uh, or that were coming up in my searches were from the UK and there it's called you guys called the garden room. So then I started searching garden room and oh my God, it made <laughs> there there was like I feel like I spent months just like aimlessly searching different plans and ideas. But the second I typed in garden room, it's like ah, like the clouds <laughs> opened, you know. I'm like, man, we need to start calling it that over here because it's much better and it sounds nicer. It does. It sounds nice. All right. Well, Adam, um, I'm going to start your playlist off because I've, I've been sent your tracks uh, and I'm hyped to talk okay. about them because you've, you've you've chose some absolute crackers. And I don't think... Thank you for saying that. Oh, mate. I don't think there's any better way to start a podcast than, uh, than, than what you've the, the band that you've led with here. So I'm going to ask you to tell me uh, the song that you think has the greatest ever intro please man it it it, i when i first saw that question um i the there was one band that popped in my head and that's the answer that i went with but then i stopped and i was like oh my god there's so many great intros out there because so i i think like i bypassed a great catalog of uh of, of i'll just give you an example there's a um queens of the stone age off of songs for the deaf all those intros are great and then also chance the rapper has this uh you don't want no problems big fella like just starting off so i got such a great uh little intro for a song and and then um but and but i had to go with rage against the machine and then here i'm gonna go dealer's choice because it's i think you would be really i would be surprised if there was it's been a while since i've gone through their catalog you know but to my memory to it's uh every you can pick any song and they're all just great interests <laughs> do you know what right i, I, I dj in a, in a rock club and i've done for 30 years so i was playing it when it first come out uh um, and they're one of them bands rage that it still gets the same response now than mm-hmm. it did 30 years ago. It hasn't aged. It doesn't sound of a time. It's timeless music, and it still gets yeah. that, that, that response. But what I like, I mean, if you look at Bullet in the Head or Killing in the Name, they've got them sort of bass-led intros, and like, and you know it's coming. Yeah. And the same with Bomb Track as well. Like, it's just that, yeah. like, but... Oh, yeah oh my god dude <laughs> but for me i don't know about you but for me the urgency of sleep now in the fire that yeah just because it's like nasty too like okay it's like a... yeah. and they're big and open yeah dude 100 <laughs> wow good call good call i'm answering my own <laughs> questions what's going on um no, no. Well, see, like I wasn't even that wasn't even really in my brain. Yeah. Because uh, um, uh, I was thinking like more like Evil Empire. But then even man, that first record. Yeah, dude, you know, you can't 
it's like it, it it's it's incredible to hear that you've had the experience of like seeing it um just over over the years and like yeah. over that span of time and how it's like still held up and and still evokes that feeling from yeah. people you know it's not like you're putting on like um i mean i mean you know like if you go on you put on like mamas and the papas and like there's some stuff that really really aged well but there's other stuff not so much yeah yeah absolutely. and uh and, and but with yeah but with that rage stuff <clears throat> can't beat it absolutely absolutely um when it comes to intros adam I mean, mm-hmm. when I think back to when, you know, Rage come out and, and them kind of, you know, long intros, like Bullet in the Head and that, of just them kind of bass notes. And and seeing how, you know, back then when I first heard it, I'd go by the record of it. And now we're seeing everything is based around Spotify playlists. Things are based around getting on TikTok. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and as much as there is a, a resurgence of vinyl somewhat, you know, technology, is, it seems to be sort of taking precedent over that. And what we're seeing, certainly more sort of commercial pop music, is these kind of songs becoming shorter and shorter, straight in with the chorus. You know, we, we've got to get our heads up on them, them Spotify plays. We've got to stand out. And there's there's no patience anymore, it feels. It, everything's so mm-hmm. quick. And I just wonder, you know, from the time when you first started writing with the band to, to now... Have any of them kind of changes in the way that people get their music filtered through into your creative process? Huh. Well, you, man, what a good question. There, there's. I feel that, uh, or with streaming, because that's just what everybody uses, right? It, and and so it's. Um, so I think it's even affected us personally, just like just like any individual as part of the group. And, and, and I feel that, um, it's not like a conscious thing because they're with us creatively. Like when we're writing, we're not thinking like, okay, we got to have something within the first six seconds. That's going to maybe catch their ear. Like, yeah, we can have this guitar part, but we also need this thing. Like, so that's not something that, um, when we're writing that we're thinking about, but it is something that towards kind of like the you know, like the final stages, like, um, of, re- of tracking and recording and all that, that then will come up kind of towards the end of the process, you know, like, Hey, like maybe there's something we could add here. Like, in, um, it, it, like in the beginning, you know, just something else to kind of catch it. So, so not at the start, but definitely at the finish, that's something that started to come up more, but it's like wild, man. Like you go, like I watch it, but I love recording. I love gear and like, all, so like I'm constantly watching like, um, you know, mixing tips or like just ridiculous stuff like that. And, and it, um, uh, well, ridiculous to most everybody I know other than me and like a few friends that I have that we can feel nerdy about when we talk about. So, but, but there was, um, there's, I've started to see, especially in the past like two years, they're like there's a lot of emphasis being put on like okay you got six seconds you got five seconds to draw them in to put and i think at a certain point it's like really hard to um like if that just becomes the norm you know and like that's what you come to expect then it's like it's like uh it makes me wonder 
uh, just kind of about what we were talking about earlier, how like those rage songs still stand up, you know, like all these years later. But since there's so much emphasis now on like, because of the streaming, like got to grab their attention, got to keep them, got to keep them. Then is that, uh, is that kind of magic going to get lost as, as the immediacy and the short and, and, and kind of like um, play or patronizing the like short attention spans as, as that becomes more prevalent and more prominent and it, and, and, and the norm is the, like, are we going to be missing out on like just these epic, I mean, you know, like Led Zeppelin, Rage Against the Machine, stuff like that. Like that's things, if it came out now and was trying to get like on a playlist or on a thing, like it would be really hard because people would be like, well, I don't know if 30 seconds of this mean, sick riff is going to fly. And you're sitting there thinking like, but that's what's so great yeah, about Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, but isn't knows? it? I, I, I kind of look at it as as the difference between fashion and style. And I think... You know, it, it, oh, it, oh, it, if you've got fashion, it's going to come and go, right? But like, yeah. people are wearing baggy jeans, skinny jeans. But ultimately, a pair of Levi's five hundred ones are always going to just look okay. Do you know what I mean? Are always going to look good. Yeah. And I think style. I'm will... wearing that right now. There you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> style outlive fashion every time, man. Like, do you know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm actually going to write that down and um, <laughs> steal it from you. <laughs> if I hear that as an album title, I'm coming for royalties, brother. <laughs> oh yeah, look, I I am I am a I am a huge proponent for credit where credit's due. So when I do steal it. I'll be sure to reach out and let you know. <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. All right, well, I'm going to take you back for track two, mate, and I'm going to um, ask you, please, to tell me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. So I have, like, a, a very, like, vivid memory of, like, the first song and, like, that hearing it and having, like, an emotional reaction, like, being able to, like, physically feel it um like inside of my body it, and it's like uh so my dad had this uh he had like this actually my memory of it uh it was basically the size of like a transformer you know like took up the whole room but it was really just the normal stereo but it was like and that's probably where a lot of my fascination with all this gear comes from is because he had this crazy stereo you know and um with all these things to tweak on it so anyways, he, uh, uh, it was silver and it was like the whole thing, turntable, tuner, you know, and um, it's like the first memory uh, or, or sorry, one of the memories that uh, sticks out in my head and I don't think I'll ever forget it is that uh, is sitting in the living room with my mom and dad and they were like getting along, liking one another. So I have like two memories of that and this is one of them. And then, so we're sitting there and the record we're listening to is um, Christopher Cross. And the song that always sticks out is sailing. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's just beautiful. And then it, and I think one of the reasons I find it so beautiful is because that moment and that memory is beautiful. And, um, and I've kind of carried that with me, you know, I, I still listen to it now and every time I hear it there's a there's there's a part of me that re 
members that but but you know as you're like listening to something like you're driving or and you get distracted you tune in and out but i like think the thing that stays with me is it is it makes me feel like i can like sit up and and like uh breathe whatever i'm carrying off me and out and and like i feel um uh like i don't know if safe is the right word but like i like feel like um like at like peace like i just feel like yeah this is where i'm supposed to be and whether i'm physically in the spot where i am supposed to be or not there's just kind of this feeling that wells up from hearing that song that's the beauty of music right oh my god it's magic it's like real like harry potter shit like it's yeah. like real magic <laughs> absolutely yeah but if you had to pinpoint at that time the emotion itself that got you what was that emotion um i think it's it's that thing i was talking about like it's this content but not like content like uh like like in like a fat and happy sense but can but content more of like um uh um like i feel present you know like like and and uh and like tall and strong <laughs> like because it and and there's a much better way to maybe by the time i have a little more of this coffee like i'll be <laughs> i'll be able to access a little more of my vocabulary <laughs> there, there but it's but there's a it it like makes me feel like um uh like i'm uh like i'm like i'm in the like i'm in the space to where i'm i'm supposed to be and it's safe there and then through that um there's like the side effects you know like there's there's confidence and there's um there's a ease and things like that and that's what it makes me feel beautiful where was growing up adam uh i grew up um between alabama uh like northern alabama and um high point north carolina and i mean you, you, you've just alluded to there that you know you, your parents are playing uh christopher cross um aside from that was home quite a, a musical place not really no there 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 was um like my dad had uh you know he had the record collection i mean it was like steppenwolf golden earring um uh he loved um or that buckingham Knicks record uh which i always thought was like should i be looking at this because it's like they're like naked on the front you know uh um i mean it's all shadowy but for a kid you know uh so so they uh so he had that but there wasn't like there weren't a lot of times of like stuff being on in the house and like really what i remember at a certain point was that you know like not like um just like being told to turn it down yeah all the time <laughs> so then like finding finding like refuge and uh like in headphones and yeah things so there wasn't a lot but my cousin uh his name's skip and he um he now he tattoos in uh chattanooga tennessee 
but he is one of the best guitar players that I've ever seen, like since I was like a kid. And his dad, my uncle, Uncle Louie, uh, he was the director of music at this boys school called Macaulay in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Louis Sisto. And he uh, and he was um, like a lot of theater and like 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 he has a very large, large personality, you know, and then but with him, I could sit and listen to him play the piano all day long. I feel like he could he could play with not his toes, but his heels and it would still sound amazing. Like like he's uh, just um, just incredible. So it was more I like think that those those moments spending time with them was was real um uh was a huge thing for me so i think it, it, not my like immediate family or like my home life but then in those moments when we would visit and see them that was always um you know i always kind of hang around where the piano was like yeah. hoping he'd sit down you know that kind of thing and um so to answer your question yes and no Okay. Right, thank you. Nice. <clears throat> okay, so for track, man, it's like, oh, like, sorry to interrupt you, but earlier when we started, you were saying that it was raining a lot, and then, but the thing is, when, um, especially right then, like when it got quiet and all that, that there's like you can't, I couldn't hear it at all. So whatever you got going on in your garden room there, I mean, if you want to send over some tips my way, <laughs> I'd be happy to recreate it over here. Okay, as long as you call your garden room uh, style beats fashion, all right? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. There, there, there's where you could have a sign and it's just a garden room and then under it, so it'll be special. Love it. Love it. That's a deal. Okay. <laughs> Adam, I'm going to ask you for track three uh, to tell me about the song okay. that reminds you of your time at school, please. A song that reminds me of my time at school. It's like more of kind of like a record, really, because it's um, like that record, No Effects, Punk and Drublick. They, um, the, 
reason why it reminds me of school days is uh, my buddy, his name's Trip, and he had this uh, green Chevy Malibu, like big boat of a car. And um, we would, uh, like it had like the bench seat in the front, you know, and we had like a CD player, but you had to hold it in your hands kind of like this so yeah. it wouldn't skip <laughs> while you were driving. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we would listen to that record. Like he, yeah. Like he's who introduced me to a lot of that fat record stuff. And, um, and all, and all that stuff kind of became like a, like a soundtrack for those years. So anytime I hear, especially there's that opening song, it's um, linoleum. And it like starts out with this kind of like octave that and that um, anytime I hear that, I'm like, oh, I'm in Tripp's car again. Yeah. And then like, like I can like smell it. I can see it, you know? And then, but there was, um, I like felt like I needed to also say that there's this other band called Lifetime and my buddy, um, uh, it was my friend, Matt, and he let me borrow like these two CDs. And one of those was uh, Lifetime. The record's called Hello Bastards. And that record, when I heard it, something changed in me and then i feel like from that record on it's like uh like it changed the way that i heard songs and the way that i saw music you know and, and um so uh so i feel like i needed to mention that because like we were saying earlier credit where credit's due yeah absolutely did you enjoy school um you know, I have kids now, so uh, so I should say yes, just to lead by example. But no, no, I did not. I was I was at like a certain point to where I didn't graduate high school, not because I my grades, because my grade like I was passing everything, but I missed too many days. So they so they couldn't like legally, you know, they can't pass you if you're absent so many days i was a truant um but but uh later though i like went back and got and um like i did like a um you know like a gd um which uh with the great chris rock joke the uh it's the good enough diploma <laughs> and, and uh so so or, or like general education uh so um but yeah so i I had it in my head back then, like I was like, man, none of this interests me. I don't think I'm going to use any of this in the real world. Like, so what am I doing? And then so I would, you know, like we were just, um, we like going to shows and like trying to play music and things like that. Like that was always the focus um, during that time. And then now I, looking back, um, or because I've gone back to school once so far, and then I'd like to go again. Because like now, I think I um, would be a lot more. I'd just be a much better student because I'd be open to it. Because I, um, you know, like I don't know if you have this, but I have this thing. Like I tend to jump the gun, and uh, just because I'm excited, <laughs> and then um, to. But I'm better at controlling that now. Yeah. So, did you? um know what you wanted to do when you was at school like you know was music always the goal or was there any other things that you were thinking yeah you know i'm I'm gonna do this i i know like 
music was always the goal but to me it was um always presented as like this impossible thing like like uh like one of those things you tell somebody like yeah i want to be in a band yeah i want to write songs yeah i want to do this 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 and uh and you know the from everyone kind of the response was like oh that's cute but for real what do you want to do yeah and um so, so it was um So there was a long time to where I feel that I was just kind of floating around. Like I didn't know. Cause like this thing that I love so much, I wasn't like uh, looked at as like a serious profession, which now I kind of understand because there's no, there's zero stability, <laughs> like none. And that is, um, that's uh, a hard thing for me personally to navigate um but just so i can kind of understand why some people were leading me to believe that it was not possible but um uh but then like once i got out of school i mean like it's the only thing i cared about it's like yeah. one of the only things i think that i really still uh love the same if not more you know yeah say so, like it's the one constant okay and you know you said there that it feels like you know if you were to tell somebody you wanted to be a rock star they'd be like yeah that's cute but uh you know back in the real world but were there bands out there i mean you mentioned no effects you know you know very much a sort of diy approach to punk. you know were there bands that you know you'd look towards and go you know these have done it when i'm sure you know people doubted them you know were there bands like that that were inspiring you at that point Oh yes, yeah, like um, one hundred percent. Because like that whole world, you know, like even like with Lifetime, they were on a label called Jade Tree, um, and the, that was out of Delaware. Yeah. And then, um, so like, even like that whole world and that scene, like I think that's what it like. I mean, aside from aside from the way the the like physical response that my body was having to yeah. to a lot of those songs was that was the other thing that was helping like reinforce how appealing it was because it's like oh wait like they didn't need like this person or like this kind of thing they didn't need that like they just were like you know what we're gonna get in a van we're just gonna figure it out and then um that and i really admire that yeah still do so okay tell me the first record you remember buying please adam so the first record I now I know this isn't the very first, but there, but when you say that it's the first thing that comes to mind is is um, so like in the in the summers I would um, uh, go to Alabama and um, live with my grandmother, and then I I like think that my dad was just worried I'd get into too much trouble when he was at work and I had a whole day with nothing but time on my hands um and uh so anyways which he was right i definitely wouldn't but um so i spent summers with her and um when the first food fighters record came out she drove uh she lived in like deetsville alabama prattville and um to montgomery which was like the big city you know it's like a half hour away and so she um i remember the day that record came out she drove uh me and so montgomery so we could go buy that record and um yeah i i can still remember how that record smelled like how like the 
the insert smells, you know, cause, cause it's, I mean, like not only did I love it, but also it, it was the fact that like, um, of like knowing that she's going out of her way, uh, only because she knows that it's a thing that's important to me. Like I yeah. thought like that was just really, uh, really special. So, um, so that memory with getting that record will always be tied in with that, which now I realize that that is probably why I love that record so much too, be because it has that kind of like, uh, the light kind of baggage, you know, yeah, that lift, lifts you up tied to it. It's so strange, isn't it? Because, you know, you, you see the, the global phenomena that is the Foo Fighters now and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and as somebody else has said at the you know, beginning, it's been DJing in, in, in rock clubs for 30 years. Like, after Nirvana, you know, finished, when, when Kurt passed, it was like, all right, okay, like, Dave Grohl's got a band. Oh, this 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 could be interesting. I wonder what, what he's got, got to offer. And then it's like, fuck, what is this? This is incredible. Yeah. And it's like, that's the drummer <laughs> yeah. singing. And he, it... it kicks ass and it was like i think the first single was um this is a call and then it was i'll stick around and big me and it was like uh-huh i mean one of the things if you look at nirvana that that it, like every whatever they done as punk and as fucking cool as it was it had pop sensibilities every one of their songs mm -hmm. was just full of hooks and full of melody and and, and and you know and dave Grohl bought that certainly in that first record to to the foo fighters and um, is he on the first album? Is there a track called Weenie Beanie on the first album? Or is that on the second? Yes. Fuck, man, or, that record. Or, no, no. Or is, yeah, is Weenie Beanie on the second? I don't know. Oh, God. What a tune that is, I'm man. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, dude. There's, there's, I remember there was this thing that was on M on MTV. Now, I, like, wasn't allowed to watch MTV or anything, but we had, like, this, um, you know, you could, like, dial in the, channels yeah, like yeah, yeah. you just needed like a precision screwdriver and and uh and, <laughs> and and so so like once everybody went to bed you know i'd like creep out right and then like dial in and they had this special um it was actually in i like think they were playing brixton i'd have to go back and but um and there was a song that they played that wasn't on the first record but um uh but later was on i think it was on the color and shape but uh and it and it started out so i mean it was kind of like my introduction to jazz music like, yeah. which sounds ridiculous but he was using these real like big chords you know like lush and then uh, uh um or like full chords i should say and, and and then like the things that they're like the little run that the bass was doing and then I had never really listened to anything like that, so I didn't know. Because up to that point, it was all just like boot up, boot up, boot up, yeah. you know, fast or heavy. So, um, but then, man, what? Well, uh, up in arms. Uh, uh, I was the one who let you always coming back. I cannot forget yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about pop sensibility. I was the one who left you always coming back. I cannot forget you girl it's like <laughs> oh man good job dave keep up the good work and then he did keep up the good work for years he's yeah. still doing it now yeah Lo love that guy
Okay, well, look, from the record store, let's go clubbing. And I'm going to ask you uh, for track five, please, Adam, to tell me the song that soundtracked your time clubbing. So, so there was, it's actually funny because I had to ask Emma, I'm like, when you say clubbing, do you mean like going out to clubs or do you mean like playing shows? <laughs> like um, Going out, going out with, 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 with your pals and, uh, and, and yeah, having a drink and having a dance. Well, I have one song that works for both and it's um, Bombs Over Baghdad by The Outcast. And so anytime when we first started touring that we would be coming in uh, back to New York, um, you know, you had to go through either Staten Island or one of the boroughs to get to Long Island. So, um, so. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Typically, we'd go through the tunnel and anytime we'd get to the tunnel, like there, we'd have it queued up. So the second we went under or through that threshold, blast it, you know, hit play. And then we'd be like, we're almost home. Oh, my God. You know, that whole thing. And um but also, too, there was uh, uh, um, the, like one of the things that really that I thought was just that blew my mind the first time we were able to go to the UK was that you guys had rock clubs because we didn't like they're starting to have more of that now. But that just wasn't a thing. Yeah. Or if it was, I didn't I didn't know about it yeah. over here. And then so. Um, that that was another one that anytime we were out at like some kind of bar or something. And if that came on, it was guaranteed. Like no one would even, you wouldn't even have to look towards the person that you're with. Like, Hey, should we do this? It'd be like, no, everybody would just, you'd hear it. You get up, you go, you do your thing. Then you go, you sit back, you get back to business. You know, the energy on that tune is insane. isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, well, like, it's just so, like, forward, like, it's, like, forward motion, too. Exactly. Like, and what's amazing about that, too, all analog, which yes. I know isn't, but there's, um, if if you, like, there's nothing, um, even about that record in general, that was uh, too sharp. Or, or, and not sharp as in like sharp or flat, but sharp as in like pointy, like stabby. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, and it, and, and there's just something about, I like think when you have something that's has that forward motion and then, or like, cause there's that dreamy kind of piano that happens like, like right before the count in. 
and it i almost feel like um like in someone else's hands you know that would have been like real kind of harsh and like jarring but it all just flows together so well it's like it always existed you know yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely i'm gonna take you home i want a favorite song from an artist from your home county please adam uh so there was um it's hard for me to remember song titles and i would have to go through up in the attic i'd have to like go through some boxes to, like find the cassettes and cds you know from back then but in um uh in high point where i grew up there were these two bands one was called 30 deep and they were like maybe three or four years ahead of me like in school and one was called pest and they were two years ahead of me in school and um they were kind of like uh they would put on shows so they were doing like the diy thing and then so they would put post or like flyers you know that they made um like a key, or like at the school copy machine whatever uh like all over this uh, like all over so i saw that and and uh and that was like the first time i'd ever seen like a concert poster you know that's what i thought a concert poster was a, a, for a long time and then um i wasn't allowed really to go to shows or anything when i was younger so i would you know you do the thing of like oh yeah i'm gonna stay over at uh my buddy's house uh see you guys later and, and um and then sneak and go to the shows but they were like those were two of the bands that i watched the most at that time and that was a real pivotal like real important time i think for shaping what later became just my tastes in general um even to now so um so i gotta credit those two bands though i can't remember any song titles i'm so <laughs> sorry i just ruined your whole podcast i'm sorry um i mean adam you you, you spoke about um seeing you know, being young and seeing these 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 kids that are you know a few years older, and you putting these like photocopied posters up in you know in 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 school and stuff. And mm -hmm. for me, you know, when I was growing up and you know way way back doing doing bands and stuff, and you know going down the shop printing off these these posters and and going and sticking them up and cutting out little flyers and and handing them out to like anybody that was interested. And uh huh there was never any money and there was, you know, and it was all for just trying to get something going and moving. And, and I look back now and I think they're some of the most fun times you can have being in a band, just them early days of learning it and doing it all for the first time. Was that your experience? Like just first time round, just being all to be played for and exciting. Yes. Yeah. There was me and like, that was like for like a long time i didn't even go to any shows that weren't kind of in that realm you know like in that world which was which i think was good and bad bad because like i wouldn't listen to anything if it wasn't like punk and it was so stupid for like so long like i didn't start listening to led zeppelin until i was like 23 and and, and i just missed out on a lot i was like late to the game because of that mentality but also there was um i really liked uh like i like i think it had it, it um it instills something in you early on like be it like uh like like there's like a definite kind of like uh just kind of like code of ethics and it and and this thing of like 
like, all right, uh, we're probably not going to get help from anybody else. So we're just going to figure it out. Yeah. And, and, and like, that's how we approached everything. And in a lot of ways, that's, we still do that. Um, you know, when it comes to certain sit situations it, and and then so i'm like really grateful that i lived in an area that like had something like that sure. you know because because that was um yeah like, i kind of credit that to just who i am yeah today wonderful it's your last track and you get to be uh, a tastemaker uh, or as the kids call it influencer and uh and for track seven adam i'm going to ask you to tell me a song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear? So, um, there is this artist, he goes by the name Dijon. And there's like, there's a, there's a few friends that I have that I've told about him um, that, uh, like, I, that are, that they've been instantly hooked. And it, and so, because I'll tell anybody who will listen about the like he's incredible. His recordings are like there's you can hear a lot of the room, like a lot of the space that he's in, and um, through that there's like a lot of just kind of general, like across the board rules that he's immediately breaking right out of the gate, and it, and I love that aspect of, of about it because it just goes to prove like hey. Like you don't have to, there's no one way to do anything, man. Like you do you and you do what you think sounds good. And you do what empowers you. Yeah. And then other people get on board. It might take them a while, but it, so he has this song, uh, called many times and it's, uh, faster upbeat. Um, but there's just kind of the same way to where there's like a lot of, um, like the room in his recordings, like a lot of the sounds, it's like not the typical, like it's not the first thing I would ever think to put like uh, 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 in the places to where he put it. So immediately like it grabs me in that sense. But I think for like, if you're at, you're at the house, you got some people over, um, you already had dinner, you know, the night feels like it might be winding down, but you're not done. You want to keep going. What do you put on? Many times by uh, Dijon because it's just it's just an it's an incredible song. Also, on the flip side of that, you're having people over at the house. Things are kind of winding down. Maybe it's like two groups of people that don't really know one another, and then like you're trying to like, hey guys, you could be friends too because you're friends with me and you're friends with me, and I think you're cool. You know, like that whole thing. There's this other song called "The Dress Slow Jam." beautiful it's like uh he's um oh i don't want to go into what i think it's about but because it's pretty clear but there uh um there it i there's just a feeling that i get when i listen to his record and, and that those two songs are on that um like it's like it takes me to another place you know how it just when you hear something and then like it immediately there's like something like it just immediately gets inside of you and like yeah. boop, 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 like presses all the right buttons yeah. that's what this guy does for me Wonderful. so he's called Dijon, and it and, and 
like the whole genre thing I think is always tricky and like I hate to put anything in a box because it sucks but um if I had to if I had to I would say like he it's kind of like this indie R&B almost and then but there's elements but there's definitely you can tell he grew up listening to 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 a lot of like faster or like what would be considered like punk and then you could also tell he grew up listening to like I mean there's like some a little bit of kind of like Bonnie Raitt in there and then there's also like this like kind of something that would exist I think easily next to like Belle Viv DeVoe or Jodeci or something like that so it's like all these things and he just squished them all together and there's this beautiful record I, I, lo I love the connection as well because the way that you've just described um uh, Dijon there you could say exactly the same for Outcast you know if you, you, you look yes. at like yeah Oh, one hundred percent. Do you know what I'm saying? Like everything that goes in the pot yeah. to make Outcast, you know, they're not a straight up hip hop artist. Do you know what I mean? No, they have, dude, and their reach is so long too. Because you can just go like, it's impossible. I like feel to like sit down with one of their records, yeah, and say, oh, they're just this. It's yeah. Like, no way, dude. There's there's something for everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. And then some of your neighbors too on those. That was like the number one. I just read this thing like that uh, the other day, and like the number one selling hip hop record ever. I think. What speaker box and the love below? Uh, love below. Wow. I like think so. No, no, the one with uh, ah shoot, I'm gonna have to Google it. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> uh. What the track with Hey Yar and like and Rosies. I think it might have been the record before that. So that would have been... St Stankonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it figures. I mean, what a record. Yeah, dude. It's like, Miss Jackson. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> well, Adam, we make it really easy for people to go and um, explore Dijon uh, and, and everything else that we've spoken about today because I put together a little Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast. And on that podcast will, of course, be your band. And so let's talk. We've been spending so long talking about other people's music. Let's talk about yours. What's happening, man? New record? Yeah, new record coming out at the end of October. Um, and uh, I'm so pumped. There... I think that um, we were one. I'm one of the luckiest people you're ever going to meet because I've I've been able to do this uh, for uh, uh, for a long time, and and it's not lost on me or any of us. You know, like just how fortunate we are to be in the position that we're in. And I think like with that, so um, there's like you got years um in your back pocket you know and 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 i feel that we were very aware of the fact that like okay we could like we're at a fork in the road here you know like we could go this way and just kind of keep doing what we've been doing and approach it like we've been approaching it because if it ain't broke you know don't fix it but there's also and then so that's like the easy comfortable kind of thing and then, but there's this other thing of like, well, like if we go the easy, comfortable route that way, then we're not, um, nobody, like, we're not going to feel good about it. So how about we just, um, forget all that and just, and forget all the years in our pockets, you know, let's take those out, put those away. 
and then just make something that's real true to who we all are right now. And I feel that, or that's kind of one of the things I'm really proud of with our band is that like each record is this perfect snapshot of who we were like at that time. And this one is uh 152 is exactly that, you know, like I think that there's for me when I listen to it, I can hear um just how how much everybody's grown. You know, I can listen to Mark's drumming and be like, dude, like our second record, Where You Wanna Be, had uh zero drum fills on it. Not one. This one is like the drumming is just like what the what the fuck has this guy been on man like he's been holding out but it's the same thing with like sean's bass playing too like there's things and just these these choices and that he made that i've just never heard him do before you know like i like like we'd be in the studio and i'd be sitting in the other room and it's almost like and if he was tracking the second i sat down my ears would perk up and I'd get up and have to go in the room to like hear what was going on and watch it, you know, and that happens so many times. And then same with John and, 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 um, and I tried to do the same thing myself, you know, is just trying to like push and try to like represent, I mean, you know, these people that we've become and are becoming. And I think when I listen to the record as a whole now that, that we did a real, good job of that whether anybody else will think that or not who knows but i know it and that's what counts absolutely <laughs> and what about shows shows so we um we have like a few things that'll round out um the end of this year uh, like we're going um a, a little bit after the record comes out we'll um be doing a few shows to just where we'll be able to play it front to back which is just one of my favorite things to do. Um, and it's funny too, cause typically that's like a little bit of a hard sell. Like I got to kind of like try to like get all sales many about it, you know, but, um, it just wasn't a question this time around. Like everyone was like, yeah, we're doing that. Right. And, uh, so that made me real happy. And I think it speaks to like how we all are just real proud of the record. Um, and, and, and then, uh, like quick run in Australia, there's a, festival called the good things festival and then um we do these holiday shows in new york and new jersey every year so we'll have that and then into the next year we'll just kind of be i mean you know um uh trying to go to as many places and get in front of as many people as possible so hopefully that'll find us um over your guys way um sometime next year fantastic Adam, it's been such a joy talking records with you, mate. I could talk for hours, mate. Oh, say, dude, it, I could do this all day long. So, <laughs> so I, I, I appreciate your time and I appreciate your questions too. There, normally, if there's like we have like an interview or something on the schedule and someone sends like pre-questions, I'm, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> but this, like the like second that I looked, I was like, oh. Oh, this is just what I talk about all the time. Anyway, this is amazing. <laughs> and then, um, so thank you for the, um, I, I appreciate the, uh, or just your show. It's great. Oh, so thank, thank you for you having so me. Much. Thank you so much. Look, I'm going to press stop now, but don't go anywhere.
I mean, I've said it before, previous guests, but what a delightful human. I have the best job. I, I literally, this is a hobby, right? You know, there, there's there's not a lot of pennies being uh, put in the pot on this this podcast, but I get to have wonderful chats with wonderful people, and it's a lovely little escape for an hour. And the fact that I then get to throw it out there, and you lot put it in your ear rolls, it's just an absolute bonus. Um, thanks hugely to M uh, for for setting this up. M's been so important in this podcast, um, and I'm going to shout her out more because. Um, she basically organised my first episode, um, well, my, the, the episode with Chuck D from Public Enemy. And the moment that that happened, all of a sudden, other artists and agents started approaching me. Up until then, I'd been like chasing everybody to get them to come on. And after I had Chuck D on, I think people took this podcast a lot more seriously. Um, and and all of a sudden, I found myself on sort of mailing lists of, of PR companies that, that would reach out and, and, and offer me guests. And uh, and Em's been, you know, so good with, with other guests that she's um, put on this podcast. So um, big love always to Emma um, and, uh, and very much so for today's chat. Um, we stuck about chatting afterwards and uh, me, Emma and Adam, and what an absolute delight he was. Um, go check out the new record. And uh, and yeah, and get along to one of them shows next year when they find themselves in the UK. Other than that, um, I'll be back next time. Go check out the Patreon and uh, and support the podcast. Uh, all links are off the beat and track podcast.com. Like I said, I'm back next time. And in the meantime, be nice to one another. Love you lots. Bye bye. <laughs>